everybody. This is Frank Fear again, and welcome to Under the Radar. What's today's Under the Radar topic? Well, it's primary season, and the topic today is a thing called a closed primary. What does that mean, closed primary? Closed means that registered voters can't vote in a state's primary election unless they also register as a Democrat or Republican. 13 jurisdictions in this country are so affected and they become closed primaries. Where are they? Here are the states, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Maryland, Nebraska, New Mexico, New York, Pennsylvania and Wyoming, and the District of Columbia. It means that millions of registered but unaffiliated voters can't vote in their jurisdiction's primary election. Here are some of the numbers. In New York City alone, 750,000 unaffiliated registered voters can't vote. The same thing applies to over a million unaffiliated but registered voters in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. The number jumps to 3.6 million, or over 30% of the state's electorate, in Florida. They can't vote. Now, the argument goes that only party members should be allowed to vote in a party primary. You know, that's a vacuous argument, and here's why. One reason is that political parties aren't public sector organizations, even though we treat them as such. Political parties are either nonprofit corporations or unincorporated nonprofit organizations. The second reason is the parties don't pay for primary elections. Citizens pay. And those citizens, of course, include registered but unaffiliated voters. So in draconian fashion, unaffiliated voters in closed primary jurisdictions experience taxation without participation. I think for democracy's sake, the primary system needs to be reformed and efforts are underway to do just that. Bills have been introduced and are being introduced in state legislators across, legislatures across the country. But changing a state's primary system isn't easy. And Florida is a good example why. The good news is that a reform proposal called Amendment 3 will go before all Florida voters on November 3rd. If approved, and a 60% yes vote is required because it will change the state constitution, the state's current closed system will change to an open system, meaning unaffiliated registered voters will be able to vote in the primaries in the state of Florida. The Republican Party is opposed to Amendment 3, claiming that if it's adopted, it will create what it calls a jungle primary. The Democratic Party is opposed to arguing that the amendment language is misleading and confusing to voters. But the South Florida Sun Sentinel, a leading newspaper in the state, sees it differently. 
the newspaper's editorial board in December wrote this. Today's system is a smoke-filled room dressed up as a polling place to trick people into thinking it is a real democracy. It isn't. But the Florida proposal takes one giant step beyond what exists in open primary states, including my own voting state, Michigan, the state where I voted today in the Democratic primary. In Michigan, voters don't declare a party affiliation when they register to vote. That means that independents like me are free to vote in one party primary or the other. But the Florida proposal goes well beyond enabling voter access. That's important, but it goes beyond that. The Florida proposal changes the conventional frame of reference, and that is voting in one party primary or the other. That is, there are two party primaries, Democrat, Republican, and you can vote in an open primary in one, but not the other. The proposal in Florida changes that to a single primary for all registered voters in statewide elections. Not in the presidential election, but for state offices in Florida. There would be one primary that would be accessible to all voters, irrespective of what party they're affiliated with or whether they're unaffiliated. And there's even more to what is being proposed in Florida. If Amendment 3 passes on November 3rd, the top two vote-getters in the state primary election will advance to the fall general election. Now think about what that means. It means the two-party system won't be automatically represented on the general election ballot in the fall. It would be possible for two Democrats or two Republicans or an independent or two or whatever, whomever, to be on the ballot for the same position uh, in the fall. That means that the audacious Florida proposal replaces what is now a party-driven primary system, and it replaces it with a voter-centered primary system. It's called a top-two open primary. For me, the wonderful thing about Florida's proposal is not just that it could lead to an open primary in Florida. It's about how it came about and who made it come about. It came through political activism. In the Florida case, activists were affiliated with multiple organizations. Here are three. All Voters Vote, which describes what will happen if it's approved a national organization called Open Primaries, and very importantly, a statewide organization called Florida Fair and Open Primaries. When asked about the challenges faced along the way, the executive director of Florida Fair and Open Primaries, Steve Huff, put it this way. Well, that's a toss up between the pushback I got from the members of both parties and the challenge of educating voters. And you know, that's what we're about with Under the Radar. In this case, educating voters. 
The bottom line is that today in America, millions of registered voters can't vote this primary season because closed primaries link voting access to membership in a political organization. I see that as a form of voter suppression. This is America. The primary system needs to change. No more closed primaries. This is your host, Frank Fear. We'll see you next time on Under the Radar.